Well, hey there, sweet peas. It's me, your old pal James, back with a brand new episode of Friendless, the only show that tries to teach you how to be a better friend while actively losing every friend I have. This week, I unfriend musician, photographer, and leather fetishist Natasha Enquist. We talk interesting dicks, boring hot takes, navigating sidewalks in a world full of mouth breathers, and so much more. Natasha is amazing, and it was an absolute pleasure getting to catch up with her, but don't take my word for it. Lean back, get comfy, and enjoy my interview with Natasha Enquist here on Friendless. Um... So, so Natasha, you know, we were we were chatting before we hit recording, uh, before we hit record, and um, I have so many different things that I want to ask you about, but I think we'll end up probably starting around Atomic Vaudeville, um, and sort of the Victoria scene and things like that, um, because the way I always like to sort of kick off the interview is actually to turn the mic on you and ask, um, what is your most vivid memory of? our friendship okay (laughs) i was thinking about this earlier too because i knew you were going to ask this and so i have two memories of you fabulous (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) one of them is the the skit it was like flashlight express Mm -hmm. all right in atomic vaudeville and for whatever reason it it like it i think it was a pink floyd like uh yeah like like a montage not what do you call it not a montage of music but it was like all the songs kind of going together yeah Um, is that a medley 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 okay exactly pink floyd medley with um synchronized dancing in the dark with flashlights okay and multiple people doing so and then at one at one point for whatever reason we all point to the sofa Mm -hmm. and there's a it's you but it's not it's not exactly you it's your ass yeah (laughs) with a happy face drawn on it and cleverly um squished out are your balls (laughs) and i and i This is oh, my memory yeah. of you, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's seared, seared into the back of your eyes. It'll never escape. It's I, and I think I was one of the closer members uh, yeah. of the, like to the sofa, and I was like, okay, yes. here we go. Great, there it is. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I mean, not for me. Not much has changed. It's only gone further. So fair, it's all fair. good. Um, and then I, the other. <laughs> I sorry. I helped kind of no. I was just say I help you. I, I I guess I helped kind of build build that up for you. So you're. I guess you're welcome <laughs> in a way. You know. <laughs> it's full circle. It's full right? circle. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, the other one, um, similar vein is a. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm saying vein. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that uh, well? I was seeing uh, it was Brian Culp uh, once yes. upon a time, and yep. for whatever reason, you guys needed to produce a photo of a dick, yes, <laughs> in yep. a hot dog bun yep. with um, with ketchup on it or yep. ma- ma- mustard. Must- okay, so you know what I'm talking. Well, yeah, you oh, were there. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. I just remember hearing about this and yes. that this was happening in the kitchen of his apartment. Yep. And uh, yep. I guess me it was your. I think I think it was your dick. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It was me and him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was really kind. He was very. He was very complimentary. That's how he got me in there. He was like, "You're the only one." <laughs> like he's like, "I know you're way? gonna photograph the best." 
you know, he was ah! like, it's going to look so good. It's going to photograph so good. You're going to fill that button. And I was like, sure. Oh yeah. God. Thank you. you know? And um, what did you, and I, I like, uh, what did you two do to prepare for uh, uh, the photo? <laughs> Yeah. So this is the thing. So he got me a little drunk before. He took me out for ah, shots. Yes. Yeah. I think I remember yeah. that part. I yeah. think, yeah, because yeah. he told me all about it. Yeah. yeah. He took me out for drinks first just to like loosen me up a little bit. And then we went back to his place. And, uh, and, but then what we did was, um, so, okay, I feel like I should give a slight more context to. So the reason sure. we were taking these photos is because we were, we were part of this, um, it wasn't a fringe show, but it was like a little mini play festival where uh, it was a uh, schoolhouse rocks where there was um, uh, an old school had been rented out and every classroom had a different play going on in it. And one yeah, of I, the did plays, I did that. I did that too. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. It was a ton of fun. And, and one of the plays was about a couple who uh, were in a hotel room and they were having like a domestic. And at one point um, they find a porn magazine. They find like a, like a, like a, I think it was like a gay porn. It was kind of like a playgirl. It was meant to be or gay, like right? Like, cause wasn't Brian's, uh, his character was gay now that yes, I'm thinking I think about so. it. Okay. I think, or, or maybe it comes out that he is. Maybe I think he gets a little like exposed or something like that. But um, so they find this centerfold and it's Mr. Hot Dog July. And it's a, and it's a, and it's a model with his dick in a hot dog bun. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, um, and so, yeah, he took me back to his place and, um, and I tried to, I tried to do it. I got, I got like fully naked and I tried to do it, but he had me standing in front of the fridge because yes. it was like the best lighting. And so I was like, this isn't, this isn't working, <laughs> you know, because it's like, you've got me putting my dick in a refrigerator like this, you know? Yeah. So, um, huh. so basically what we, what we had to do is he would, he would stand in one room and like be ready and he would be waiting and I would go into the other oh. room and I would like look at porn on his computer and try and like sort of fluff it up a little bit of course and then when i was ready i'd quickly like whip it in the bun and get some ketchup on and then run (laughs) and he'd like sap 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 until it was you know soft again (laughs) thank you james thank you it was fabulous it was fabulous i earned I earned, I was paid with a VIP pass to Rifflandia that year. I got a full, full all access pass for the whole festival and it was totally worth it. (laughs) It was totally (laughs) worth it. Of course. Oh yeah, I got in every so now show. Now we know your price. Now we know your price. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just, just. Uh, yeah. Just one VIP ticket to a a uh, a mid level music festival, and and uh, I'm basically I'll I'll I'm, I'll do anything you want, <laughs> as long as it's immortalized and shown to the public. That's the key. You know, it's got. I got to have that performance element, right? <laughs> oh my God! Thank you for that. Yeah, I was always oh, wondering. 100%. Yeah, like Absolutely. what what exactly went up went went on in Brian's kitchen? <laughs> right, right. I know. I think you know. I'm not gonna lie. There are moments where I think about that, and I wonder. I wonder if he still has those photos. <laughs> I, I hope so. You I, don't? I, no, this is the thing. I never I never got the I mean they weren't they wouldn't have been negatives, right? They would have been we, like he would have just had thumbnails, you know. We but, can recreate um, them. We can recreate them. That's just them. it, right? Exactly, exactly. I can do that. You know, I get you know a pack of hot dog buns is pretty easy to buy, right? You know? <laughs> but uh maybe I should do one of those like then and now photos, right? You know, ten years later. This Ooh. is what I right. <laughs> You know, so like, you know. yes, so that those are my memories of you and this fr- and this beautiful friendship. I love that. I love that so much. I, I you know I I you 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 know we were even talking about this about like it's not that I wouldn't consider you a friend in the context of 
a, a friend being someone that you like, you know, that you like and respect, you know, and that you have spent time with. But at the same time, too, you know, we haven't spoken in like 15 years. And and so my memories of you are from that window of time, those like two, three years where I was working pretty regularly with Atomic Vaudeville and I was about to graduate university. So I was like, I just was like this bundle of energy, just ready to like, yeah, you were, famous, you were like, right? you know? yeah, you were like a young puppy. I yeah. Right. Exactly. You had. I was, I like was a, there was a couple so... of you. Yeah. There was a couple of you boys all in AV that exactly. all had that energy. Right. It was just Very like, please cute. love me, please love me, please. Right. You know? Oh, is that that? I just, you were like up for anything and very oh, excited yeah. and like just super oh, yeah. cute and like, totally. you know, yeah. 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 And it was, and that was the thing that I, yeah and I, I i had yet to be fully broken so i i still had that that <laughs> i still had that that joie de vivre right you know but uh yeah but, uh, and i learned through tonk vaudeville um and you'll probably you'll you'll appreciate this and this is something we'll 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 talk about down the, down the road about because of uh, other things first but what i learned through av was that um the 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 like male nudity like the like the penis is deeply comedic to me <laughs> like it is it is the funniest thing on the human body at on any on any part of it at least from my perspective and i know you probably have a different perspective because you i know i'm like pro- yeah, uh, yeah you, thank you have you. a project i want to talk about but i just from my perspective it was like the Maybe and maybe it was a cheap laugh, but the easiest laugh was always like just drop trow, you know, just like just run on stage, wiggle it a little bit, get off, and you killed, you know. <laughs> it is it is a funny body part for sure, mm-hmm. and I think like the guys that were all involved in Atomic Audible at that point had like yeah interesting dicks. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the other thing. Maybe I'm skewed. Maybe my perspective is, is skewed, right? You know, but but uh, because of, oh, my God, just thinking about Rod and all his shit and the like. Oh yeah, that's who I'm thinking about. Right? Rod's Rod, right? You know, but... Have you seen my monocle? Like. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. The monocle oh, bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Classic classic oh, do your geez. listeners know about atomic vaudeville are they you know i uh, I've, I've i've talked about it there, there have been former castmates on um in the past but i i don't know if i've fully explained exactly what it is um do you want to give like a bit of a because you were there before i showed up so i think you had a had a you have a more broad experience of the formation of it what atomic vaudeville is mm-hmm. like how would you how would you describe it a like a a cabaret troupe it's sort of like a sort of like a Saturday Night Live or a Second City mm-hmm. type of or, like organization of people that are of different talents, um, that bring different uh, entertainment value to the stage mm-hmm. and come together and put to, and, and it's di- different kind of skits and sketches and musical performance and yeah, like a, it's a variety show yeah. in like cabaret setting. And, and there's like a bar live. going on. There's, and a, there's bar a bar at, yeah. in, in the room with you. So people are just progressively yeah. getting drunk and drunker, yeah. rowdy and rowdy. Yeah. Um, how did you, so actually I'd, I'd like to kind of uh, sort of double back on that because, you know, um, you know, speaking on having a, like more or less our connection, our relationship is basically working through vaudeville. I, I don't know if there were many, if any times when we would see each other outside of that sort of sphere, um, and I'm curious, um, 
what sort of what brought you to that that world? Um, like, are you are you from Victoria originally, or or like how what what hooked you up with with Atomic Vaudeville? Uh, I think I was like it was originally I was an audience member and became mm. fr- friends with with some of them, and it was because I had taken up the accordion as a hobby, and that appealed to Jacob Richmond. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, and. Yeah. Like yeah, which makes sense for that troupe, right? Of to course. Have, like have a Kurt Vile element that he yes. really was into, and yeah, so that's kind of what got me into it. And I, I have this it. music background, and I like so I I this hobby that I had started, like yeah, it was a good place for me to show it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because yeah, you would always yeah, you never you never struck me as like a. a um... They would never put you into like regular scenes. They would always be like, and then here's Natasha's bit where suddenly you're like playing the accordion while like Jillian was like, I don't know, she would do like she would sometimes do like little like lamb chops and stuff. Do you remember like the lamb chop? Yeah, like, lamb chop Nazi or something. She's like a white supremacist Nazi or like. Oh, wait, I don't remember that part. That would that sounds about right. Um, like she just little... yeah, she had her Lamo character. Lamo, and that's yeah. yeah, and I was just like, I don't know. I, yeah, I would dress up like a German of some like whatever fit the scene yes and i would yeah yeah, because i so i had this instrument and i had that like so i had that to bring to the table and then sometimes i sometimes i would do a dance a dance sketch what do you call it dance routine yes and um yeah yeah, i rarely had lines (laughs) 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 which is fine in hindsight it's that makes sense yeah (laughs) were you were you um uh because you know, I know you've been you you know you you've recorded a ton of music in your own name. I know you've been a part of bands. Um, is is music or or was music sort of considered your sort of like your baseline art kind of thing? Was that your initial entree into art or or um or what sort of what like? I guess what I'm driving at is how did you learn the accordion? <laughs> yeah, uh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> No, as a child, I was uh, very privileged in that I was put in lots of different kinds of art classes, like cool. from from like pottery and painting and mm-hmm. like extracurriculars, like outside of school stuff and um, dance classes and piano. So that's mm. where my music came from. Right. And actually, my first career um, like was in fashion design. Oh, so, wow. yeah. Yeah. So I did that for like a good seven years of my life. I had my own little business and then I worked uh, in bridal and menswear and that's what I was doing. Yeah, that's what I was doing. So that's what that's what was going on, like in Victoria, like as you were as you you were coming in, that was your day job. Exactly. Yeah. So I took so I took on the accordion as like, oh, I'm as a hobby because it was within my family, uh, the the, the instrument. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I wanted music back into my life is Mm. what I was feeling in my early 20s. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't I didn't go to the piano. I picked up the accordion. And Mm. so and then it took over my life. Yeah. (laughs) um, With your with your accordion, um, you know, you've got this you've got this incredible portable instrument and and i don't remember if you were gone by the time i left or if it was vice versa if i left first but basically the the next time i sort of like clock you in the world you're living in germany and you've just like you've taken this huge leap overseas and i'm so jealous because germany is like mecca you know like that place is incredible it's mecca for what for you uh, what for, do you for me think? yeah for me for just why the art, are you german the... 
I'm no, I'm Ukrainian, but I just I just oh, okay. love I just love I just love the German aesthetic. I love German art. I love their they're like oh, nice. they're, it's like I, um there's something about how they're they're very direct but still ah, I don't even know what the right word for it is. There's just something really beautiful in the German aesthetic that I really appreciate, you know. And um and Berlin has always been one of my dream cities. So so to have seen you sort of like living this this dream, right? Like um I'm 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 deeply deeply jealous. Um Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm part I'm part Ukrainian as well. That's right. right. Like my my namesake is because of right. my I had grandmother who was from the ukraine right and then but she uh she married a german and she was also like of german background living in the ukraine it's very complicated yeah, and yeah, yeah. so that's also what like drew me to germany was mm-hmm. like i had studied some german my you know it's within my family right so i feel you i and when i lo- when i moved there i like i felt it immediately of like oh i can be yeah direct brash mm. blunt mm. like that like and that's what i grew up with with my family like with my relatives yeah and so there's like yeah it just th- that that is a thing there for sure mm. have you been the, i've never been and this is the thing it's only been an outside ob- observation of like of like meeting germans or like exposing myself to german art and 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 um i have yet to take the full plunge of getting over there and i really i really 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 want to okay uh, but I do feel like right now with what's going on in the world, maybe Don't, a bad yeah, time. It's, like, uh, you know. I know, because it's on my mind to go back and visit. But like, mm-hmm. oh, it just sounds, yeah, it's just not, I think it's a good time to stay put. Right, exactly. And that's yeah. and, and that's that's the thing I'm learning with a lot of, but um, but so so this is where I wanted to start with this line of questions was like okay. um so you so you you have this German heritage and this connection to does that give you any kind of help with with living there like does that give you any sort of like passage or 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 anything like that um no like I don't have a a passport like a dual like anything a, or, yeah yeah no yeah. no okay. so you yeah. just you just braved it you just braved it anyway yeah like to v29 again yeah right (laughs) god just the brazenness right just like Like i'm like i yeah because now people are like oh what are you doing here or how's it going or like where where to next and i think about like oh my god like the amount of Mm -hmm. energy and oh like Mm -hmm. it is a brave act to just yeah Yeah. move across the world yeah and i didn't think about it at the time and you know yeah because why would you like it's and i think that's but i think that's a I mean, uh, I mean, and I know you've got you've got all kinds of experiences there, and I, I want to hear as many as we can. But it is this thing of like, um, in a way, you almost are proving the point of like, overthinking it will inevitably like stop you from doing it. So why think about it? <laughs> you know, like why not just yeah? Just go? And I will. I also like I I put it into baby steps as well. Like I mm. went there on a one year working holiday visa. Mm-hmm. Um and and it, I thought I'd only stay for that year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's and how I approached you... it as well. It's like I'm going for a year, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah cuz yeah, you can do anything for a year. That's nothing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um did you did you go with an intention of a job or were you going to just go just to like kind of be an artist and see the city kind of thing or see the country? My intention was to go and yeah, learn about myself and develop mm. my art and uh, re- and record like an album as w- that was the general 
concept yeah, yeah. and like to be able to do that in a year what am i crazy but yeah <laughs> yeah right but i also say like i you know i lived in the u.s for a year before that like gotcha. that, yeah like i had a, a brief contract with disney in orlando so i don't so, know you know you don't know about that, hey? No, what is it all? I, I, I. So, oh my God! Forgive me for skipping over that because, oh my God, tell yeah, me that's everything. Kind of a, Whoa, that's kind yeah. of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that. like. So I'd say like that kind of uh, started the brave act of like leaving and going and being alone and uh, figuring it out and yeah. yeah. No, there was there was like they were headhunting for a female accordionist at the Epcot Center in Walt Disney World. Wow. And I got and I got wind of it and got connected and did like a an audition over Skype with them and yeah, got hired. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. And so, so did they have yeah. you um did they have you like in a like a costume? Like were you like Belle or like what you know, like or you know, or like or you, were you like, like, what were you like Snow White? Character. Were you Snow White? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was my own character. I was in a a, a street comedy troupe, they were called. Mm. It was five of us four women uh, myself like or i mean four um actors is what i meant um mm -hmm. uh like actors union and musician union mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um and we were called the ZT sisters we were meant to all be italian and we all had red costumes that all complemented each it. other and yeah it was a 20 minute show we did it five times a day yeah yeah oh my so, god five yeah. times a day oh my god americans they love their do it again. Do it again. Yeah, five times a day, twenty minute show, five days a week. So, like, yeah, you, I built up that endurance, like similar yeah. to those that go to Broadway or go to Las Vegas. You know, all these different yes. contracts they do on cruise ships. It was like it's that same beast. Mm. Yeah, where you are, you are the working puppet. God damn. <laughs> and what was the? So were you were you basically like you got the contract and it was like now you have to figure everything out or did they sort of did they put you up like was there any kind of um, onboarding <laughs> or like they Hardly. were just like get here and start working. They, I remember getting like an email of like neighborhood suggestions of wow. where, to, where to rent. Yeah, like and they yeah. gave me very little help because yeah. there's also like a college program that they do. And I'm not, I wasn't a college kid, but sure. like they, and they totally put up the kids, you know, right. and they, ha they house them and drive them everywhere. But no, I was on my own. And like, I, yeah, I had to carpool all the time with my, you know, my castmates. It took me, it was a, yeah, quite the adventure yeah to say the least but i'm like and it was yeah it was quite oh my god this job was crazy but what i look at it as is like wow it gave me a great experience and it taught me that i did not want to be that corporate puppet like mm. i just mm -hmm. you know there's people that are suited to be performers mm -hmm. at amusement parks and there's people sure. that aren't and i was not one and yeah. it gave me like i i was able to save up money like like pay off debt buy a new car and like move yeah. to berlin after yeah you know? that's so, amazing. well yeah cool. so it's so cool. good experience Man. Yeah. yeah. God damn. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I, 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 I wanted to like sort of dip my toes in asking like, like, what was the pay like for something like that? Like, like, mm. it doesn't have to be anything precise, but it's like, was it, was it like a good, like a good contract or was it like, why am I doing this here? I could be doing this anywhere kind of thing. I think at the time I was making like 250 us a day. Wow. And that was 2010 or 11. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't, and I'm, and, um, but I wasn't really aware of like whether I was making good money or not. <laughs> to sure. look like yeah. I think about that now, I'm like, was that good? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, to me today, I'm like, that sounds great. I would love that. But, uh, so but, yeah, like around you know. 55 to 65K. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For that, just, I mean, not, not just to play accordion. Just That's not to, what... Yeah. Just that. Right, right. Yeah, thanks, I'm not trying to yeah, like James. Thanks, right, James. exactly. Just this like highly skilled, specialized talent, you know, that like, oh, just to play accordion. Huh? Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. It was like at like at 35, 40 degrees Celsius. Oh my god, Orlando yeah. barf, right? <laughs> so yeah, like so a bad story is that I yeah, at one point I like I I every day kind of felt the same. It was getting hotter. Okay. And one day I, I drove myself home and I did not feel right. So yeah. And long story short, I had to get a castmate friend of mine to drive me to the ER and I had oh heat exhaustion. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, I was on the edge of having a heat stroke. Yeah. yeah. It was like, and uh, management didn't want to take uh, responsibility. They said, not. why would they? Yeah. They said, oh, because you, because you did not leave Disney property um, in an ambulance, it is not our problem. But... yeah so i then developed like anxiety at the job because i was like oh my god is today gonna be like that again because it was a very mm -hmm. scary experience and yeah and yeah and you look around and like everyone's got something wrong with them because of the job like you know they're yeah. like having skin cancer you know and grafts mm -hmm. removed of skin and all that you know just mm -hmm. it gets hot and yeah. <laughs> you're not supposed to like humans aren't supposed to be in that sun all day every day like you're you're you yeah you go away from the sun when that happens you know like, yeah and i had a I had good i had a good uh musician union rep uh nice. that like was supporting me through all that and it just it inevitably ended with me being like i think i need to get out of here like yeah it's too much yeah damn damn yeah yeah, well, you know, like 10 pounds of polyester was my dress at oh, least. The accordion, oh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I, like, oh, yeah. and like the accordion I had was fairly lightweight, but it was about like 15 pounds. And, like, yeah, you're and still then you're all like, around this. Beast, yeah, right? and there was like always this walk backstage to get to the side entrance to go out to go out yeah. and perform. And that was like, you'd just be drenched from that walk. Like, yeah. Oh my God. You know, I would oh. use like a sun umbrella to, you know, I'd you mm -hmm. know, do what I can. I'd try to be in the shade during the shows. Like mm -hmm. it was a lot. Oh, and I would like, and you like all of us would have to like change out of, we would have multiple costumes. We'd have to of change out the day. We'd be drenched. I'd like, like multiple pairs of underwear. I'd need to of bring. Course. It yeah. was so nasty. Like streams oh my of sweat. Oh my God. I can't even imagine <laughs> a polyester suit in Orlando. Like I just can't even, I don't even want to imagine that. That feels like, that feels so like, cruel like that like, oh yeah you know like that feels like 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 that feels like being mean to to your employees you know it's awful right so yeah yeah Disney. Fucking Disney. but like but performing for children like that's what i say like what's the best what's the worst that <laughs> what's the best is like partying with kids like uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is the best yeah and they'd have the make a wish foundation uh, and you'd be yeah. like like that was very special magic. So yeah. You take oh, what man. you get from all that. And yeah, so I moved on. Yeah. And yeah. so you, so you, yeah. So you go, oh go <laughs> Orlando to, no, do you live in Berlin proper or do you, uh, or, yeah. or do you live just around? Yeah. You go straight to Berlin. 
Oh, wait, like, no, actually, I came back to Canada briefly just to okay. figure out, like, what's next. Yeah. And um, I knew I didn't want to go to Vancouver. And I knew, like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe Toronto. Like, where do I go with my career now mm-hmm. was the idea. Like, and I knew I wanted to record my own music and develop myself as an artist. And mm-hmm. um, and people were like, oh, Montreal. And then I thought, well, why Montreal when it's just a homesick Europe? And yes. actually, like, yes. I just, you know, yeah. Like, I'm like, let's, I'm like, I should just go to Europe or yeah. London. And yeah. Um, yeah, and I had a few friends that had gone to Berlin that put put it on the map for me. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, they're doing that. Maybe, oh, maybe I'll, I'll go try that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and how do you... How do you even set something like that up? Do you just like you just show up in your bags and then find an apartment? Like what like how do you do that? I, I'm I'm so I think this is one of the elements that I'm so like I'm so awed by, but I'm also so like confused by. Because I'm this just is like, what, how yeah. do you do it? How? You know? Connections, darling. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have you gotta have friends first, right? That's the that's the that's you gotta the stop point, stop right? deleting your friend list on fa- Facebook. <laughs> exactly. Oh, this is why I fucked up. This is why I haven't done it yet, you know? <laughs> so I had a friend here who had spent some time there. Uh she's a burlesque dancer and she connected mm. me to a friend who knew people. And uh, older guy that was like, oh, I have this friend who's a drag queen named Casper and put me in touch with Casper. Mm -hmm. And so I, yeah, I ended up living with Casper for three months when I first moved there. Fabulous. And, and, and how long fabulous. I'll bet. um, How long were you in Germany for? Seven years, even young. Wow. Oh my God. And what, 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 what? What went wrong that brought you back? <laughs> so many things. Oh, I'm so, I'm so I don't mean to be glib about it. I don't mean it like that, but it's just like I just uh oh man, 7 years that feels like such a dream. That's funny. You know, like with going there, the Germans are really in love with the idea of Canada and they're like, mm. "Oh, Canada. Oh, Vancouver. Oh, it's yeah. so beautiful there. Why did you leave?" Yeah, yeah. You know, and then yeah. you're and then I come back from Germany and yeah. people are like, "Oh my god, Berlin. Why did you leave?" You right? Know? What a like dream, that. bro. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm living my life. Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. Uh, you're absolutely yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's such a I'll I'll say though, there's a such a thing as a seven year itch. Mm. Um, I had reached I was just reaching a big fork in the road with um no longer enjoying my career as a performer Mm -hmm. um and the hustle and the grind of it all and Mm -hmm. not be not really seeing a clear path of like, well, what else am I gonna do in general? What else am I gonna do if I'm over here? If I'm gonna do some like education or re-education in something like how like I just really wasn't seeing my options mm-hmm. um I was also dealing with a friend that was on it on his decline with cancer Aww. so like that was a part of it yeah um what else was going on just like yeah the seven-year itch of just being like tired of it all like I was like sure. I was just just feeling outgrown from it and like what's next mm-hmm. I also had like a few friends that had also then left like it's a transient place sure yeah and um they had left and i was like oh that looks right that like what they're doing i like <laughs> i like that idea yeah, yeah. wow so and yeah. and did you come straight back to was it from there to canada or was there any any uh stopovers in between no 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 no, no not that. orlando no yeah. no <laughs> yeah go back oh my god <laughs> see if it's changed either you know right but <laughs> 
Oh, like it's so like 180, like, mm. right? Like the culture is like Orlando was, there was like, there's a church on every corner. Like, <laughs> and I had my ex at the, like my boyfriend at the time, he would be yeah. like ma mailing me weed, you know, BC right. some BC bud. And yeah. my, my coworker, my like castmates, as we call them, they yeah. were all like, they thought I was the devil. Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like this is devil's lettuce kind of thing. Is so that... like, so conservative, not all of them though, not right, all of right, them, right. but yeah. they, they were all like, be careful you know oh my god with pot i love it yes. i love it god <laughs> awesome okay mr james yes <laughs> what is your most controversial opinion wow uh what is my most controversial opinion oh my god i don't know this is this is the thing like i don't know um I guess maybe, like, maybe give me a topic and maybe I'll see if I'm being controversial. Or maybe I could I could just be controversial if I wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Um, I, I was given this question by a friend when I was, like, trying to figure out, like, how can I weed out idiots through dating right. apps be better? You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. better. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. And one of them was, like, ask this. <laughs> mm, I like that a lot. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Because then they immediately go, like, well, you fucking snowflake. How about I fucking, <laughs> right? You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, I yeah. think for me, I, I think where my sticking points come in is that I will, um, I think it's that I strive to be more, uh, what is called centrist by, by people. I strive to be that more than I think a lot of the dialogue, uh, W wants um because there's so many issues that are so volatile and and need such revolutionary alteration to them you know whether it's and what's like, center so centrist centrist so centrist centrist as in just like being a little bit more like like i just i don't i'm not somebody who believes in revolution like i don't believe in violent overthrow i don't believe in 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 the like viva la revolution eat the rich stuff like i just i don't i just don't buy it you know because as as a as a like a history nerd every single revolution we have ever seen has always led to worse conditions for the people after you know you, you and you can literally look at any revolution ever and it has always turned out worse for the people after um and so i just don't buy it um, I do, I, I do believe in the philosophies that are, that are, you know, I, I obviously lean far more left for most issues and I, mm. and I definitely, I definitely believe in, in social justice and I definitely believe in social reform. The, I think the pain point is that we want so much change now because we're in such a broken system that we feel like our only option is to tear it down and start anew, but that's going to only cause deeper entrenchment and deeper issues. And so I, I believe in uh, incremental change, and that's not like a yeah. sexy. Oh, I like, like it. A, I like it though. Right well, because it it is it is naive to be like just tear it all down. Yeah, like it's that. like you know? yeah, yeah. But it's all. I think it's. I mean, to go back to Berlin, it's like there's mm -hmm. a health there's a healthy sense of revolt there that I just yes. I re I really miss that. Yes, you know, and that's but that to me 
that to me is different because that is that is living uh it's funny because it's like i don't actually believe in like individualism like i i I, i'm much more of like a collectivist i believe far more in the good of society will bolster everyone but at the same time too there needs to be room for individual expression and i think that's where like creative revolt comes from is this idea of like there's a societal norm and that's good because we understand that for the most for most people that will help them right you know and that'll get them through their day because that's the life that they want but there are some people who are like that's not fucking good enough for me you know so i'm going to just i'm going to scream right you know and like and that's beautiful and that's what makes great powerful arts right um but like we don't want a society of rebels then like cuz then then what the fuck is society you know what i mean like um it's why the alt right has taken such strong root because they've been able to label themselves as the anti establishment they've been able to label themselves as the non conformists and people have fallen for that because they buy into this rhetoric of like the rebels are the good guys you know um no matter what you're oh. fighting against right i mean it's fucked up i'm not saying that it's like it's a good thing i'm just saying that's like the that's one of the psychological weapons that they've used you know is to position themselves as the rebel and that's really fucked up right <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 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 I had things to say and now I'm speechless. I'm like, oh god. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh do I but 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 where where do you where do you sit on that? Where what were you going to say? Um about your said like the alt right consider themselves what do they call themselves? That they're like anti-establishment. Like they're the ones who are like rebelling against. Yeah, the that. Left, I was right? thinking. I, know, I was yeah. thinking about that, and I was just like, "What are they talking about?" Oh yeah, it's <laughs> like, nonsense. Like that. It's, it's that. Fun. Like I'm like, yeah. I, 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 oh, one hundred. <laughs> that's where I'm just like, just stop. Like just, just, they need to stop. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it makes my mind wander to like that. The like. It all to me. It all stems from this anti-authoritarian attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, that Even like with fascist, which is ironic. Sorry, what? Even though they're they're like fascist leaning, which is ironic. You know, A- an anti-establishment fascist is just hilarious to me. That's <laughs> oh, just like such a conundrum. Makes no sense. Right? Yeah, right. I think like no comment from me. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's <laughs> like i'm done with this these idiots yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah that's no. so fair and that's so fair. and i think too i think you living in victoria are you are you encountering a lot of these like air horn protests and shit and all these like shitheads who are like protesting at parliament and stuff are you running into a lot of that or i stay far away from all that riffraff yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. good no good i just like i just i know some yeah. people in victoria who like are unable to avoid them you know what i mean and it's just like it's so it's so like oh fuck fuck you fuck you fuck you (laughs) you know i'd say like it was i every now and then i've embraced like dating apps and over the course of the like december january i was on tinder and Mm. that's like where i was running into these yeah like the the, that anti-authoritarian attitude that Mm -hmm. makes no sense right makes no sense i'm like do you pay your taxes do you drink the you know do you drink the tap water exactly that's what are you talking like what are you talking about exactly. tell, I'm, I'm more like tell me tell me about the relationship with your mother and your father how Thank was your childhood you know like, you know. Yep. like yep and yep. please Who go away validate no. you right and then, yeah. also, and then fuck off and die right yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, and that's where, you know, the funny thing is that that's where my, that's where my internal, what feels like my internal hypocrisy, even though it's, it, it's not, but it's what it feels like where it comes into play where, cause I, I strive to live the sort of like the philosophy of like, and this is such a white guy with a podcast statement, but like, I, I, I really, really like the philosophy of like Ramdas and like be here now. And this idea of, you know, he, what he says in one of his lectures that I've really latched onto and love is he says, um, there's, there's only two things that you ever need to do to live a good life. And that's tell the truth and love everyone. Um, and, and he doesn't mean, and he goes on to explain, like, that doesn't mean forgive everyone. That doesn't mean let everyone live consequence free, but accept that everyone at all times, if they are alive, if they are human, deserve unconditional love from you because that will, that will let you live a better life and, and, and you will give up trying to control these people because you can't. So you might as well just send them some love and move on with your life kind of thing. Um, and I, I desperately want to do that. Was it Ram Dass that said, uh, like, we're all just walking each other home? Yes, that's exactly yes. it. Yes, yeah. that quote inspired, I wrote a song that, like, it was inspired by that, that idea, yeah. like, of just, of just humanity and community, and, like, right? we're all just, exactly. yeah. yeah. And that's just it, because so many people, because so many of these, these, these fights and these debates and these arguments, on the left, too, like, on, on all sides of this political spectrum, come from this desire to control other people's behavior and it's like if we just kind of like for lack of a better word left each other alone which sounds so fucking cheesy and reductive and dumb and i sound like rodney king saying can't we all just get along but it is like but that is really what it is you know it's like could we just like could we just leave each other alone on some of these points <laughs> you know and could you not worry about controlling other people's you know like but but it's like it's so much more complex than that yeah but does it have to be? I don't know. Anyway, my brain waffles how do you, back and like, forth on how, that, right? Yeah, not everyone has self-awareness. How do you battle, like, the That's human ego? It. Yes. Uh, there's a yep. lot going on. <laughs> there's a lot going on. I say that. I'm, like, I'm, I'm in the midst of studying sociology and psychology. Mm. <laughs> I hope my teachers are proud. What? <laughs> there's a lot going on. <laughs> Nailed it. Here's your, here's your degree. <laughs> My God, she just she just just streamlined straight through the whole class. <laughs> um, um, speaking of speaking of a lot going on, uh, this is a total ridiculous pivot, but it is something I really want to make sure because I just I want to ask you about it because I I only just discovered this project that you do and I find it so fascinating. And I, in preparation for this email, um, this email in preparation for this interview, I was going through your website, uh, the my my Domina Gaze website. And um, it's beautiful and it's in, and it's powerful. And it's like, it's so like, it's so, it, I don't even know. Like, cause it's like, you know, my word goes like, it's so cool, but it's like, it's so much more than that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's okay. this really, really powerful project. And um, I'm wondering if you could explain a little bit about the sort of like the origins of, of this project and, and where it's at these days. First of all, thank you for the compliment, and I'm glad you're enjoying cool. it. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my domina gaze. So it's a play off of the male gaze. So it's the perspective of mine, and that I I'm a, a dominant within the BDSM kink world. Mm. Um, I have a leather fetish, 
all of this was nurtured while living in Berlin. And mm. Berlin is a very hedonistic, um, sexually expressive, uh, uh, just a kinky place. And these mm -hmm. things are very normal there like right. with, within this world of BDSM, kink, fetish. And um, so uh, the inspiration with the project, first of all, was to actually like... Um, as a like as a form of therapy for myself mm. i i did the project to help process grief mm. of the friend that i mentioned earlier that was yeah. uh that he passed away from cancer and so together we shared a love of uh photography and erotic art and tom of finland who's a favorite artist of mine and his gotcha. as well his as well and so and with living in berlin um i did a lot of modeling and posing within an erotic nature or not or whatever mm -hmm. and i also had this big community of gay brothers mm. and always seeing them like posing with their asses out and you know and <laughs> and just being exposed to a lot of like just erotic art like what can yeah. i say and i and i've always loved it um like from a from a teenage age i was always interested in sure. just the, like perversion of the yeah. body and um, so it was like, I just wanted to turn the tables and not be the model. And like, I knew I had an eye that I wanted and, I, and an interest that I wanted to explore, like from my, just my sexual experiences. And um, what else can I say? I wanted to just see a, a, some work, a body of work produced that wasn't from, yeah, a gay photographer, right. like, gay subject matter. Like, let's or a, a straight male photographer guy with camera uh, yep. taking pictures of young girls. It's like, okay, yep. let's do, let's, let's shake it up and let's do this and process grief and have fun. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. really interesting. It's really interesting. Cause it's very like, you know, you hear these terms about male gaze and especially as somebody, you know, who, I mean, naturally has a male gaze right you know it's like it's it's interesting to to not like i don't understand you know uh, believe in it that's not what i'm trying to say but it's like um it's uh it's so fascinating to when you encounter something where you instantly understand what it's it's countering almost and oh, good. Um, because you're because you're <laughs> because your photograph your photography is so evocative so quickly that you 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 get um you get what you're, for lack of a better word, fighting. But but you also are not like that's not what the art is. At least to me, right? It 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 feels like it still is itself. It's just that you can you can see what it's what it's pushing against. And um, the the thing that struck me right out the gate that I was so intrigued by and and love is the way you have like, sort of like contorted bodies and the way you've like the way you've positioned the camera and where you put the camera in in these places where as a guy who who looks at my own naked body and and doesn't always feel great about it but um but seeing what parts you're looking at and how you're positioning them is so fascinating to see like you know someone with their leg up or like you're coming out from like under the balls or like you know and like and like really close on hair and wet skin and and things that are like to me, because, you know, my programming is like a beautiful man has abs and a six pack and is bare chested and is like barren, you know, and, and it's like 
and then to see like hair and it's just it's it's really beautiful and i really i'm i'm absolutely fascinated by i love it so much thank you yeah like i i like body study so that's what that is that you're describing mm-hmm. I, yeah like where i'm just zoning in on the parts of the body and then yeah like i'm exploring all the things that i find sexy so mm. it's like that's what i photograph like that's I fabulous this, that's like i think this is hot and yeah and you um now i know on the site it says uh some of this work has been published and some of it's actually being exhibited and i'm wondering um like this is such a dumb question but it's like how did you get hooked up with like exhibits and stuff? how do you how does that even happen how do you do that it's so cool <laughs> connection darling right right this is the thing i'm such a i'm such a little like, like look i've been living in saskatoon for four years i'm like i don't know anything about anything i am such a yokel at this point i'm just like <laughs> Wait a minute. You can take photographs of a penis and you can put it in a museum. <laughs> you know, like I feel like I feel like this little country mouse just coming out of his hole. Right? You know, but... Oh my god! Reminds me of my dad and I will have chats about like, like I'm like where I'm I'm going on dates with guys like this who you're yeah you, yeah you know right. and like where I've got I've had like too many too many experiences and the yeah. guy's trying to brag about his experiences and he's like yeah one time I lost a shoe <laughs> and I'm like okay like I gotta go like <laughs> that's nice that's nice sweetie you know right you know good for you yeah. <laughs> so so yeah there is a whole world of uh to get to like well how did i get um exhibited um well there's a whole leather fetish world out there and i'm a part of it and so in berlin i was i'm connected with a friend um named daniel who is romanian and Mm. he's been very supportive of my work so he's yeah he's within the leather fetish community and um we met yeah at an event in berlin once upon a time and was like yeah it was supportive of my music career too would come to my my shows and so yeah at one point as i've been producing this work he yeah told me send me your work i'm gonna exhibit it and and it is yeah and it's a big deal to have it i'll have to say i have to say it's like it is a big deal because like um there's some pretty strict like anti-lgbt like laws or opinions like in Romania. So the fact that my work's being shown and like, and he's created these shows called we are here uh, in regard to queer, the queer community. And so it's a big deal and yeah, very proud to be a part of all of that. I'm so glad you you are. I'm so glad you are. What's the, what's the sort of, um, do you have plans for like a next step with it? Are you continuing to do more photographs or, or do you have sort of like a next, a next project in mind with it or, or where are you at? Well, that's a good question. I I'd say like at the moment it's on hold because I've gone back Mm. to university and so all my attention is on that. Um, I would love to continue it. Of course, like it's yeah. definitely it's definitely just on hold. Um, gotcha. It's like there, it's a challenge to get models at times, you know. Sure. And it's, sure. it was a. Cha- it, I also had to just put things on hold with the pandemic, like how to, 
like how to just get that going and be an intimate in intimate vicinity like vicinity with somebody during mm -hmm. like this time when we're not supposed to get close so right yeah <laughs> so there's right, been some challenges challenge. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the like the, the 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 body of the work was done like prior to the pandemic and then gotcha. um and then like and then i explore uh, and then with the pandemic i then during the summer months explored the outdoors because okay mm -hmm. With COVID, we need our distance. Outside is safe. And also, I love, like, we have the most amazing landscape and backdrop going on here. For real. So I've taken it to the forests. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that's the newest Tying stuff. boys up to trees, right? as you do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's very Hansel yeah. and Gretel, right? You know, it's yeah. really, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just lead them to the little gingerbread house, right? You know, but uh, so but um, but like yeah. something that's been talked about is like with Dave, with Daniel is to uh, like um, have me come over for an exhibition mm. over to Europe. So that's that's something very we're discussing. Cool. Yeah, and um, I'm wanting to do a residency at the Tom of Finland. Um, there's a house in LA, like so I would go and produce work there. Like I'm on the list. Wow. I don't know. So I don't know when this would happen, but that would be, that's right. also on my radar of like things yeah, yeah. to do. And yeah. Wow. Oh my just God. Keep going. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all you can do, right? You just got to keep making it right. And just yeah. keep going. That's fabulous. Are you dominant or submissive? <laughs> uh, uh, I think that's a good question. I think I have, I think I've been submissive for, um, I mean, especially in my past relationship, I was submissive. And I actually am realizing that that's not really what I've wanted to be. Um, and so I think I'm now in a place where I'm exploring not being that um in all facets of it and in all in all elements of it but i think that there's i you know i think that there's good qualities in both <laughs> so i think oh, uh for sure. right right of course um and i do think too that uh i think in my life i end up uh, is there a way is there a term for like can you be a bit of both like is there a yeah there a... you can be a switch or you can a be switch. versed or verse versatile Right. I feel yeah. like I'm more like that because I feel like yeah. I, I feel like a lot of my life recently has been very submissive and it hasn't felt good. Um, but I also really appreciate give it, you know, I know this is framed in a in a you know sexual this is, framed sex this is framed sexually i mean because we can also have like a dominant personality or submissive you know personality that's but just it. yeah but this is more framed for sex but like um yeah. it can be both you know and yeah that is the part of it like there's plenty of i've encountered plenty of men that are having yeah. that are having to live a dominant personality lifestyle yes. because they're like lawyers etc cetera, etc cetera, you know yes and they but really inside they want to yeah. be submissive Exactly. And I, and I think, yeah, I think there's, yeah, I think there's times and places for both. And I think I, I like them both. <laughs> nice. Good but, answer. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I, you know, see for me, because my brain inevitably extrapolates because I, because I, I, I have so little experience with that, with that whole, like, like that whole just openness about that, that exploration of sexuality, you know what I mean? And so, so my brain instead creates a connection to like, just like sort of, behavior in the world and like you know and like because because men are supposed to be dominant like you say they're supposed to be dominant in public and and 
and uh, and I don't particularly like that. I really like giving people space. You know what I mean? And so and and uh, so it's about finding that balance of like giving people space, but also not being a pushover. You know? And I think For that's sure. where I'm that's yes. where I'm navigating, right? So good. But uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm sticking the landing, but I'm trying, you know? That's good. <laughs> Self-awareness is the first step. Fuck though, isn't it? Jesus. You know, I, I, I oh my God, I've been, uh, I've been trying really hard. You know, when you're walking down the street and, and there's just like some doofus who's like just dum dum in their way. You know, I like to call them bubble butts. You know, they're just bubble button down the sidewalk and, and they don't get out of your way. And, and, and so often your instinct is to be like, this person is, is, knowingly fucking with me right they are they're taking up my space and fuck this person because they 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 know they're taking up my space on this sidewalk right and it's just like what's with all the power games come on yeah right exactly exactly when it's like what actually to me is the real root of that is like they are so blissfully ignorant to their place in the world they are so uncognizant of where their body is that they don't even realize who they're affecting, you know? And, um, and it really takes, it takes a lot of pressure off of, off of, off of me when I remind myself. And I think it would take pressure off people when they remind themselves, like, uh, it's that thing of like, never ascribe, uh, an action to being malicious. What is likely ignorance, (laughs) you know? Um, that's beautifully put. Well, it's very, like very elegant. I'm more just like, it's not about you. (laughs) That's just it. Exactly. exactly. It's way easier. Right. Is that it's like, and it's like, it's so much easier for you to remind yourself that it's not about you. Um, because like, because then you can just go, you can just go around the guy and say, man, fuck that guy and keep walking, (laughs) you know? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Even though you really want to just fucking dick punch him, but you know, it's, we don't sometimes live in a society they are doing that. that. Sometimes they are doing that. Yes. Well, and that's just it. And I know, and I know as well. Obviously, I'm coming from a from a male perspective where it's like I'm not I'm not statistically as likely to be you know followed or or whatever or harassed in general on the street. And so it's like I I fully recognize that this is coming from a very different perspective and and that like you know <laughs> over half the population has a very different experience with walking alone on yeah. a sidewalk. Like that's know? where I'm so, coming from. I'm thinking I'm like, exactly. no, I've had plenty of guys get in the way on purpose. And it's Big a weird, enough, right? it's a weird stand down when it gets close to each other. And I'm like, how's yeah. this going to go? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and fully fuck that guy. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, there are so many, there are so many things that I feel like we could talk about, but we're, 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 coming up on the time limit so i i want to what i want to do is i want to smash my two sort of thematic questions together in one big question to you um because really this is sort of this has really been the heart of this show in general you know as as i say often on the show like i i definitely i initially started this show as a bit of a joke it was just something to do i wanted i wanted a podcast so i started this as you know but especially over the pandemic what i've really come to realize is that um it's given me space to really explore um what it even means to be connected what it means to be a friend and and i've really boiled it down to this question of um have i been a good friend you know um uh and i am also i mean with with things that have happened in my life recently i'm realizing that i i have uh, a lot of internalized anxiety and i've been i've been really kept off balance about a lot of things in my life and i've been not allowed to fully trust myself and so um 
So I think that actually probably plays a part in it. Um, but in this exploration, I've come to realize that, you know, friendship means so many things to so many people. And, and if I'm going to answer to myself, have I been a good friend? I need to figure out what that means. So my, the front half of the question is to you, what does it mean to be a good friend? And, and then, and then what I'll, the, the sort of follow up to that as a little, you know, zipper on it is with the state of the world as it is, what could you, what could we do to be a better friend in 2022 and going forward? Yeah, I know, which is another big O. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to take this in steps. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Break it down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how am I a good friend? Or, or what is uh, it? Should what, we start what, with? Yeah, yeah. I need like, to start yeah, somewhere. Put it on yourself, for sure. What do, you, what, do you think, what do you think makes you a good friend? I guess let's start there, for sure. Well, I know I'm a good friend. Um, I'm very confident in this. Um, I, I think it. it's um, what makes a good friend and why I'm a good friend is um, I had a friend say to me, she's like, you make it okay. Mm. So I, yeah. I'm really like, I'm really, I really defend and like, I'm a cheerleader and like, I want to empower my friends and mm-hmm. like, you know, I will go after, I won't really go after anyone, but I will, you know, I would, (laughs) you know, like I'm, I, you know, I don't want my friends to ever feel bad, you know, like I want to make sure they're okay. Mm. In the same regard, I will tell them what they need to hear. So I would say I'm very honest. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I mean, those are really important qualities. (laughs) Those are super (laughs) important qualities, you know? Yeah. I so love like that. I'm a like I'm a good like big sister like that kind of mm. if you can think of that like like personality mm-hmm. type yeah mm-hmm. and uh, and do you find do you find yourself looking for those qualities in others or do you find yourself almost wanting the opposite from someone else so that you can sort of hold that space in the relationship? That's a good question. I'd say no. I like I like having. Um, it's like it's good when they're similar to this. Like I like, yeah, I agree. Strong, yeah. I like strong personalities. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And do you think uh, so? Then and then in terms of the other side of it, what do you think? And I sometimes position this a little differently because it's like, how do you think someone could be? How like how could you be a better friend? But also, how, how do you think someone could be a better friend to you? You know, you could also frame it in the other direction. <laughs> oh my god, give me a minute. How could someone yeah, be a sure. better friend to me? I well, I have some great friends. So I'd say like it's more like with moving back to Canada and I've I've more seen the difference of friendship, what friendships are like uh, there's a different culture going on here that's not good, like not good, you know. It's, mm-hmm. There's a you know, there's a people keep each other at arm's length and are a bit mm-hmm. antisocial. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just my experience or if it's the climate, like, but it's um, people are a bit insular. And I don't, I also can't really blame them. Like, I feel like it's just sort of, it's just how it is. Like, yeah. Um, so, how could they be a better friend? checking in more like that's that's more what i'm just missing from my experience living in europe was just there was a there's a more of a love for community like they're wanting the communal experience they want to be all together they want like there's just a a a party vibe you know they want to all be together and it's 
and people here, I think, aren't aware of like that we can all hang out. That you can do that. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. wish there, I wish there was more like desire for community and mm. yeah, but I feel that's like really that's yeah, like but I feel like that's also a result of like the North American individualist, like oh, very yes. like a consumer based capitalist like controlled place so Mm -hmm. we don't have as much downtime and Mm -hmm. you and europe is very much like the communal like the the cafe culture laissez-faire like enjoying the day you know Mm -hmm. especially when you think about the way you think about too the way like you know canada being settled for lack of a you know (laughs) more honest word uh uh by you know these rugged uh, 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 you know, tree people, right? You know, like the like coureurs de bois and all these kinds of like these rugged individualists who are like the fur traders and all this shit. And so it's oh, like, I see, yeah, okay, you, you know, like the they lumberjack wanna, like, and all that. Okay. Yeah, 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 right. You know, and so it's like we're such a culture of laborers, right? We're such a culture of like the 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 yeah, go down and chop a tree, and who has time for poetry when you have to milk the cows and that kind of thing, right? And there's such a ingrained element to that culture that we've yet to figure out a way to break through you know yeah exactly unless it's through like community of church like of worship and is what i'm thinking like that's where they then have their community and i like i'm not that (laughs) (laughs) you're spot on yeah no it is yeah yeah. and and that's i think that's something that i've always really you know in, in observing you going to going to germany and just in general like the people i know who have been to Europe or overseas or, or wherever is this a, is is what they bring back with them is that same sentiment of like there are genuine communities there who are like looking f- not only just looking out for each other but like looking for you um if that makes any sense like they're 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 like they want you around them rather than just as this like oh yeah i know him but i don't call him i don't care i don't check in i just i just know him (laughs) yeah that's also yeah it's a culture once again like um it's they're of their word and that's also like it's Mm. the it's german as well like when they say Mm. like that you're friends like you're friends now like yes and that took that took something to earn to them yes you know um and here we're like you're not as genuine about that like we're more like oh so good to see you and it's like but you're, oh my you're God, the right yeah. yeah and it's i'm like i don't believe you <laughs> <laughs> that's so i yeah 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 100%. i have such a like i have re- such reverse culture shock and clash mm. with moving back where i'm like i really see the insincerity of the north american culture and i'm like mm-hmm. oh you didn't you didn't mean that like i you know right. yeah yeah oh i love <laughs> that yeah yeah oh my god so oh, god, i don't know how to turn everyone around but like yeah people could be more sincere yeah you know just be you know but then that's also like about knowing yourself and mm-hmm. being able to quit say, lying. Just you know, yeah, lying. be honest with yourself first. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, yeah, fuck. You know, I, as I've said, I oh, fuck. And this is the thing. This is the problem with a show like this is that like we could talk about a million things. And this is the thing that's so yeah. I find so fascinating about you. You know, you know. Before I, I've got one last thing I've got to do. I've got to pull up okay. Facebook and unfriend you. But like, I just, I just, <laughs> I just but but but. I just, I just, I do want to say before, like, I just, I, I think you are absolutely incredible. And I know, I know, like, you know, as we've said, like, I know we're not like a traditional friend, but like, I feel, 
I feel nothing but just like respect and and adoration and like like love. Like I genuinely love that you are someone in this world that I have encountered and and I'm so impressed by, you know, um you're like you're a genuine polymath. Like you are someone who genuinely excels at so many talents and so many skills and and um you really represent something in Canadian culture as a as a as a figure in Canadian culture that um is really vital and really important and um I hope you know how powerful you are in that in that scene and in that world because there's not very many of you and I mean there's there's only one of you but there's not very many of like what you bring to the world you know and so um so you know speaking on Canadian culture and our lack of challengers you know um i hope you know that that what you bring is one of those things and it's really important and i and i just i just i think you are absolutely incredible <laughs> wow thank you james i really appreciate what? that that's absolutely really, thank you thank you of course yeah and i and i hope you know i do mean that one <laughs> i do yeah <laughs> that's not a that was not a oh nice to see you <laughs> No, I understood it. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you very you. much. 100%. I appreciate being invited on and having this opportunity. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Yeah, I wish you all the best with what you're what you're, with what you're doing with the podcast. This seems really thank cool. You. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying. And, I, and I'm excited to be unfriended. Here we go. That's the last thing I got to do. Here we go. <laughs> Natasha Enquist. We are no longer Facebook friends. Thank God. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you once more to Natasha for coming on the show. I think she's absolutely incredible. Please be sure to check out her work through the show notes. Obviously, they do come with a content warning if you're, you know, squeamish about dicks. But, like, I don't know, grow up. Or just don't click on it, you old bitty. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Friendless. I cannot tell you how much it means to me that, that people keep listening to this silly little thing. Um, if you want to support the show some more, please be sure to review the episodes wherever you listen with a five-star review and share the links. Every little bit helps. And why not sign up for the monthly newsletter too? It's a ton of fun. Just a quick, easy, five recommended things to check out once a month. I promise you're going to love it. And it's totally free. You can follow me on all these social medias at FriendlessPod or UnAverageMango. I've been a little dormant since I finished my pull-up challenge in March, but I've got a few other ideas cooking and they're coming up soon, so be sure to follow along for all that fun. All those links are in the show notes. But that's it for me, so I'll wrap it up with a big ol' I love you, and I hope to see you back here for another episode. There's tons of great interviews coming up, and I only cry in most of them, so you can look forward to that. But I'm not going to worry about that now, and neither should you, because that is then, and this is now. So for now, I'll just say I love you one more time, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Fun and safety, sweeties. <laughs> <laughs>